this hour, we're going to try to talk a little bit about uh, the economy and what you need to do and how you need to prepare. Um, I have been looking for an expert on the economy that not only understands the big business side, but also understands the average everyday, you know, uh, entrepreneur and saver and worker. Uh, and Carol Roth has been just a miracle find for me. She's the author of the book War on Small Business. Uh, she's a former investment banker, um, kind of uh, kind of did the opposite of Anakin Skywalker. She turned towards the lights, uh, the light side. Uh, and uh, now she's really working for you. And we're going to talk about inflation, uh, the upcoming shortages how to um, begin to set your footing uh, against the Great Reset. Uh, All of that coming up in, in just a few minutes. So stand by. The radio program last hour begins in just a couple of seconds. Thursday edition of the Glenn Beck program. Our topic this week has been the Great Reset, but I want to get into things that are specifically about your economy. The um, the insane, insane, out of control, 7% now inflation rate that is just going to get bigger and worse, and the government is doing everything they can to bail out the big guys and leave you standing on the sidelines. The people in Washington that are so corrupt and are making money hand over fist, many of them Republicans, will name them and also talk about the things that you can do in your own life right now to batten down the hatches and protect your freedom, the liberty, and the future of our children and our way of life. Let me start with uh, American financing. American financing is something that I think you will understand more and more. The more you read and uh, you're brought up to speed with the Great Reset, the more you'll understand why American financing is so important. It's going to get harder and harder for you to get a loan. Um, It's not just because of the interest rate, but because of ESG and everything else that is going on. Right now, um, you can reset your your interest rate for your high interest credit cards, get a consolidation loan. Um, ownership 
is so important, so important, not over leveraging yourself, but having ownership of something. But you have to have a mortgage that makes sense. American financing does not work for the banks. They work for you. Um, So I highly recommend if you want to save money, if you're looking to buy a house, you want to consolidate and get out of those high interest uh, credit cards. Now is absolutely the time to do it. And the people I trust are American financing. Americanfinancing.net, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. It's Americanfinancing.net. Financing NMLS 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right, let me go to Carol Roth. Uh, Carol Roth is just, uh, I think Carol has just been a godsend. Uh, I have been looking for somebody that understands the economy broadly, understands the big business of Wall Street, but then focuses on the average person. Uh, and she has done that. She is a former investment banker turned to the light side. And uh, she is the author of The War on Small Business. And we want to talk to her today about um, inflation, Congress and their insider trading uh, and what you should know about investing, how you can protect yourself for what is coming. Carol, welcome to the Glenbeck Program. How are you? Glenn, it's great to be back with you, and I have to congratulate you on the Great Reset book. Mine is on the way. I don't have it in my grubby little hands because they ran out of copies because it was so darn popular. So I, 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 I am champing at the bit to get my yeah. hands on my copy. Well, you can uh, you can get it on Kindle um, while we're waiting for the uh, uh, the new books to be shipped out. Hopefully, we'll have some news on when those things are going to be shipped out. But we the the biggest book I ever sold was a two million seller, and in the first week we sold one hundred and fifty thousand copies. On day one, we sold about a hundred thousand copies. On day one, this time, uh, so it's yeah, it's it's truly amazing. Uh, so, Carol, let me. Um, let's let's start here with inflation inflation is not transitory it is getting worse and worse there are shortages in our grocery stores uh and we're hearing blame from everybody you know from the snowstorms etc etc in my entire life i have never seen our country except in snowstorms for a few days go through this but certainly not countrywide what is really happening, and how bad do you think this is going to get? So this is the, um, I won't call it the logical outcome, the illogical outcome of central planners who think that they are incredibly smart and a direct result of the COVID policies, uh, monetary and fiscal, that we have seen over the last two years. You had the Federal Reserve printing trillions of dollars and adding that to uh, the economy. You had the federal government putting out trillions of dollars in stimulus money. You had governments at all levels deciding that they were going to treat the economy as if it were a modem that you could power cycle and flip it on and off. And they shut down about a third of the economy and assume that that wouldn't cause 
disruptions to the labor force and to the supply chain, and then some of the incentives that they put in place and the uncertainty they created by their policy further disrupted that labor force. So when you put that sort of big storm of things together, that is the driver of inflation. And it goes all the way through. If the inputs to goods and services are increasing in prices and labor costs are going up because you can't find enough workers to work and then they have the, um, uh, the leverage on their side and your operating costs are going up, eventually the businesses are going to need to make up that drag. And so they pass those costs uh, increases onto the consumer, and that's why you are seeing both an increase in cost as well as a de- decrease in availability of all different kinds of goods and services. So the study came out shows that what they have done to the economy has cost the average American five thousand dollars extra just in inflation. They said to us last summer when it was, you know, going over 2%, they, maybe it'll go to 3 or 4, maybe it'll go to 5, maybe it'll go to 6. It's now over 7, and it's only been a few months. Uh, are, are we seeing any signs of slowdown of this? Well, Glenn, I'm old enough to remember last uh, 4th of July when they told us we were saving 16 cents on hot dogs. I don't know about yeah. you, but I was very excited <laughs> yeah. about that. Yeah, I was very <laughs> excited. <laughs> they have, I don't know if they actually missed the mark or they just lied to us, because anybody with half a brain, and you don't have to be a formal economist, knew this was going to be the outcome. And many of us have been jumping up and down for you know almost two years now, saying this was going to be the outcome. And by the way, that CPI measure of inflation, that 7% that you're talking about, is a urban household survey where they basically say, well, if you can substitute a good, we're not going to count that as an increase. So it's actually that the 7% they're saying you're feeling much more than that in, in terms of your pocketbook and your everyday shopping. Wait, and wait, wait, wait. If you could, wait, wait, wait. If you can substitute a good, so in other words, you can get spam instead of ham? <laughs> Then, then we're not going to count that. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to count the increase in spam instead of the increase in ham. I mean, that's not the actual thing, but that's the the analogy to what happened. That's that's how they, that's how they manipulate these inflation numbers and have been doing that for many decades now. So whatever they're reporting to you, and again, we we don't need to tell you this. You're going to the grocery store. You're outliving your life, and you're feeling this. So you know the things that you're paying for are, have increased more than 7%, but that's what they're admitting to. So that, that's a pretty big, um, big ad- admission when their target rate of inflation was 2%. So, so can you... Terms, go, go ahead, go ahead. No, no I was gonna please. Say, <laughs> say in terms of where this is going, um, there are parts of this where I don't see how even if you can get some of the supply chain back on track and even if the Fed scales back its monetary policy, which it has said it plans to do, but I don't personally don't believe it's going to be at the scale that they're saying, um, the piece of labor piece of this you know, we've had you know something like three million boomers who have retired early. We have some structural issues in the labor force. So what may end up happening 
is the rate of increase in inflation may come down. Instead of a 7% increase, it's only a 5% increase. And what they will do is they will sell that as when, oh, look, the inflation rate is going down. But what that really is is cumulative. You're never getting back that initial 7% increase, which we know is mm-hmm. higher. You're adding on top of that another 5 So, yes, maybe you, know, you didn't get another 7 but that's money you are never getting back. That is a permanent tax on so- the average American. You talk in your book and, and, and really lay it out really well. Um, this is all due to the biggest uh, wealth transfer of all time. It started in 2008. They did it again um, here recently. And it, it, it is completely bypassed Main Street uh, and the middle class. And it's gone to the well-connected and the, uh, the wealthy already. They're getting richer and richer. I've never been uh, somebody who has a problem with rich people or, you know, you make your money, you earn it honestly. Um, however, they're getting bails. Uh, they're getting bailed out by people like me paying my taxes and others who are working hard every day. And we are losing in this deal. And the end game is you will own nothing and you'll be happy. Exactly. So this is the great reset playbook that you have written about, and I cannot wait to get into the details on that. Uh, but that is one of the tenets. And I have to say, you know, I am not uh, the most conspiratorial person. And when I first said, oh, there's no way they, they said something like you will own nothing and you will be happy. And then sure enough, I went and I looked it up myself and I did the due diligence and went, Oh boy, that's right there in, in plain English. Um, yeah, it's there. And, it's actually in their advertising it campaign. Is. <laughs> it's yeah, with, with, a video, it's with a video with a with a woman like you know dumbly smiling, going, "Oh look, I I own nothing, and I'm thrilled." Um, and and that is the issue here is that they're creating these barriers to wealth creation and to ownership, and they've done it through monetary policy, they've done it through government rule, and it is the most historic trend of wealth from Main Street to Wall Street, because if you are a saver or if you are a retiree or you're an average American who's just trying to go and buy groceries, it's getting more expensive. You're not able to earn any sort of um, appropriate interest level on your savings to keep up with that pace of inflation. But the asset values have been increasing. And so we're seeing those people who are already wealthy and well-connected seeing their wealth increase. And so basically what you need to do is you need to take that playbook and flip it on its head. Whatever they don't want you to do, you need to do. You need to have ownership. You need to be focused on those assets and and practice some delayed gratification right now, because that is the pushback against the Great Reset. So I was saying earlier today, um, because this whole thing is to try to get you to not own anything and they're going to bankrupt us. So you have to be very careful and and, you know, and and really strategize because you don't want to get into over your head debt. But owning property, owning your own house is so critical right now uh and if it means you have to move away from where you really want to live but you can find another place in a cheaper part of the country you know that is a a red state mentality you should do it um somebody called me today and said would you consider uh uh condominiums real property 
<laughs> That's a tough one. <laughs> That's a tough one. I say yeah. this as a, a condo owner um, because it is you know somewhat cooperative, and obviously we saw you know as recently as you know within the last year that if that cooperative doesn't make the necessary investments in the property, um, tragedy can strike. We saw that in, in Florida. Correct. So um, I, you know I, I like something where you have that direct ownership, and the more direct you can you can own, the better. As you said. Home ownership, um, other things to do. Like if you are a, a worker right now, you are in demand, and if you do not have an ownership stake in the company that you're working with through, via options or equity, it's a really good time to look for an opportunity where you can share in that upside. Whether the company is public or private, a lot of different businesses will offer you the opportunity to own a piece of the business over time, and mm-hmm. that. You know, if you're going to work and you're going to put your 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 time and your effort towards helping somebody else build value, participate in that value if you can. Okay, so uh, we're going to pick it up uh, on Bitcoin and other investments, uh, gold, silver, and um, uh, and the things that you need to be aware of, and the people that are enriching themselves in Washington on all of this, like pigs we're going to talk about that with carol roth here give me one minute we're going to come right back to the right back to the program first let me do tell you about gold line uh look i I don't take an investment advice for me that is not what i do Uh, my job is to warn you of the things that are coming over the horizon and to try to give you an outline of how to understand things your job is to do the homework and talk to people who that is their specialty I know that I have done my homework on gold and silver, and I just believe it is a hedge against insanity. They say it's a hedge against inflation, but they have so trapped gold uh, with all kinds of uh, tricks that the they're suppressing the price of gold right now. But when the world becomes so insane, it always returns to a reset. It always returns to the things that are known. Um, it's the gods of the copybook headings uh, returning, as Rudyard Kipling said. This is a hedge against insanity because we need to have something of value. One of the things I have about maybe 10% of, I don't recommend you to do any more than that, but you put some of your investments into physical gold or silver right now i want you to call gold line they're having a special this week giving away free and no charge silver with every purchase of their historic five dollar gold indian coins these are the ones i buy ask them for the reason 866 gold line 866 gold line or goldline.com but please do your own homework and do it now 866 gold line or goldline.com 10 seconds station id We're talking to Carol Roth. Carol, the um, there was a story that came out of the World Economic Forum in early December. Uh, they did a another uh, drill um, and brought everybody together from all of the uh, the treasuries and the central banks and the central planners and all of the government officials and everybody was involved in this it was supposed to happen in the uae but uh, i think because of covid it it moved uh to uh, israel but what they were war gaming was the end of the financial system 
and they uh, they premise that uh, there are going to be people that are going to through fake news and through uh, hostage taking like the oil company hostage um, that they are going to collapse the system and it will require a complete shutdown and restructuring including of currency uh, in almost an immediate uh, time period that that news should be everywhere everywhere because that totally takes the united states out of the position of being the world economic leader doesn't it yeah absolutely and i think the the one good thing that we have you know whether or not the world economic forum and all of these leaders you know want to try and sort of topple what the u.s is doing the biggest strength that anybody has is it's from a financial system. And obviously, the U.S. is the world's reserve currency. Um, The amount of power and money that is wrapped up in our financial system, you know, it's got to be amongst the the biggest on the planet. Um, So, you know, while there are proposals that are sort of wafting out there um, to do different things that would be um, you know, really, really treacherous. There are two different ways to look at it. Somebody calls it um, Tina. There is no alternative. I like to call it being the skinniest kid at fat camp. Um, but we are that leader, and I think that even if there are calls to push against um, that leadership, I think we have a. It's, it's almost like having a, a financial army. Uh, we're right. going to have the push back to do everything we can to stop that. Because when you're on top, you know what would be the benefit to collapsing that for all the people who are in those those power positions related so, to the U.S. financial system. So let me ask you this, um, Congressman Tom Emmer. He's from Minnesota. Yesterday, he introduced a bill prohibiting the Federal Reserve from issuing a central bank digital currency directly to individuals and making them, you know, the one-stop bank. This is something that is being talked about in the Treasury in their own white papers. They're talking about this and at the Federal Reserve. Uh, it looks like something like that might be in the offing in the, in the coming couple of years. Um, is that something that should be stopped? Yes. So, so this is the area where you know the central planners sometimes get uh, too clever for their own good, and having a central digital currency uh, that is maintained by the Federal Reserve would be horrible, uh, both for our, our status as as a reserve currency, but for the average American. I think the good okay, news so, right. Oh, so, go hang ahead. on, hang on, hang on. I want you to explain that. I'm going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and I want you to explain why, what the ramifications is of a digital currency that's coming from the the fed bank and then share the good news uh as well back in just a second if you have not got the great reset yet please order it you can order it now at glensnewbook.com glensnewbook.com order it get your copy it is the rosetta stone to the news the glenn back program 
All right, let me tell you about um, my pillow. The best sheets I've ever slept on are, uh, come from Mike Lindell and my pillow. And I would have, I would have bet a million dollars that I would never say anything like that. That that wouldn't be true. How is the guy on TV? It's like ah, Mike Lindell for my pillow. How is he making the most comfortable sheets? I don't know, but he made a deal with um, the people that make Giza cotton, and that is the softest cotton in the world. It's really durable. It uh, is fresh. It softens every time you sleep on it. It softens even more every time you uh, wash it. It is the best sheet, and really good sheets are expensive. These aren't. These are really reasonable, and right now, MyPillow is having a two-for-one sale on their Giza Dream Sheets. So get their Giza Dream Sheets and check out all their other specials. Just go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code BECK in the uh, Great Radio Listener Bar, and you'll find the specials not only on the sheets but on a lot of other products as well. It's MyPillow.com, promo code BECK. It's the number one book on all of Amazon and number one book on all of Kindle right now. Great reset. Go to glensnewbook.com. This is the Glenn Beck program. We're talking to Carol Ross. She's the author of the book, The War on Small Business. She's a former investment banker. Uh, she's recovering, uh, and she really understands the center of the country and what is going on in Wall Street and in giant corporations and how the average person is really getting screwed right now. Um, we were just talking about uh, a uh, congressman from Minnesota last night introduced a bill that is trying to prohibit the uh, Federal Reserve from issuing their own digital currency uh, and giving it to uh, the average American citizens, basically becoming the Bank of America, which the Fed really kind of already is, but having complete control of everyone's financing. Do I have that right, Carol? You did a fantastic job with that, and I just want to kind of contextualize everything um, kind of vis-a-vis the Great Reset theme that you've been talking about, is that the thing you always have to remember is that centralization, especially over-centralization is bad, and decentralization is good in terms of choice, in terms of competition, in terms of innovation, and so on. Stability, just stability. Exactly. If you have all your eggs in one basket, it, a disaster happens, and you're done. It could not have said it better myself. Um, so if you think about, and, and this is really complicated stuff, so trying to break it down, if you think about what the Federal Reserve is for people who don't really understand it, is that they are sort of the bank for the banks. If you go to your, you know, whatever institution you bank with, um, you know, you, that is where your money resides, but all of those individual banks sort of need their own bank to oversee them and, and to deal with uh, all kinds of issues, and so that is the Federal Reserve. What is sort of being bantered about here, the central bank digital currency, is having the Federal Reserve be your bank. So they would actually hold your individual deposits. And right now, constitutionally, they, they don't have the authority for that. So they, they don't kind have... Of, Carol, they kind of do in a way. Banks don't have in the vaults, you know, more than $5,000 anymore. They, they ship that, generally speaking now, to the Federal Reserve. Correct. At least Correct. that's what the banks that Correct. I know tell right. me. So that, 
So they hold their reserves. So that's this. The Federal Reserve is authorized to maintain accounts for those U.S. depository institutions, including banks, but they're not authorized to hold an individual account. So Glenn Beck can go to the Fed and have a specific account. Got it. Um, Okay. That being said, as we know, just because it's not authorized doesn't mean that they're not going to try and do it, because there are plenty of things that are not constitutional that have kind of um, gotten an end around here. And this is what Congressman uh, Tom Emmer is trying to prevent, because if you think about That is nationalizing our banking system. It means that if you thought having a handful of big banks were too big to fail, now there is that, as he calls it, single point of failure uh, in terms of the bank. It, It leaves us vulnerable to attack. It leaves you as an individual vulnerable to all sort of privacy violations. And not only that, government control and being able to dictate via mandate, as we've seen over the last you know year and a half, oh, you haven't complied with this thing that's important to us. Well, we're going to limit or shut off your banking access. And that's why it's, it's really, really scary um, to think about. And I'm thrilled to see that we have people in Congress who are understanding the potential issues, and even though the authorization isn't there, they're trying to double down on that and preserve that so we don't have the nationalization of our banking and we don't have that, you know, sort of uber too big (sighs) fail and surveillance state. Okay, so let's talk quickly. We've talked about it before, and then I want to get to the corruption in Washington. Uh, So give me two minutes just on why you should not have your money in one of these big banks, why you should be, you know, at a locally owned bank. And I don't mean a regional bank. I mean a locally owned bank. I mean, obviously, you have to do what's right for you, but decentralization, the more money, whether it's a bank or elsewhere, um, the majority of dollars that you put into your local community go back into the local community. And if you want to create a balance in terms of power, you want to make sure that the local businesses, the small businesses, the currently half of the economy uh, that is decentralized, stays that way, because otherwise you end up, if you don't support those local banks and other local small businesses, we end up with just a handful of institutions that that have outsized power and control. And, you know, they also have the money to make the campaign contributions. And you end up with a tilted playing field where small businesses aren't getting financing, where the smaller consumer isn't cared for at the same level that they would be with the smaller institution. And again, you don't have that innovation and that choice and that competition. So that's the piece that you really have a lot of control over is where you choose to engage, where you choose to spend your dollars, um, because, you know, we do have a consolidation. We have not just the Great Reset, the Great Consolidation um, outside of the banking system right now. As of last July, one in every 153 American workers worked for Amazon. If we keep in trending in that direction where we let these mega corporations get bigger and bigger, that's all we're going to be left with. And that doesn't look like capitalism or free enterprise. And it's certainly not going to benefit the average American. Um, Carol, let's switch topics. Um, it is always driven me mad that people can go and serve like Joe Biden, have nothing in the bank when he goes in 1972 and leaves public service 
a billionaire. Um, and it is happening everywhere. And it is not just Nancy Pelosi. It is also Republicans. Can you can you explain this story and uh, and how corrupt and how what we can do to stop this? Yeah, it's funny. So we've been, we're talking about the Federal Reserve and what they do. And, and I always joke that, you know, if you were to go into your account uh, and change your balance and, and put in more money and use it to buy things, it would be called fraud. And when the Federal Reserve does it, it's called monetary policy. Well, if mm. you were able to go and use non-public information to buy stocks, it would be called insider trading. You'd be put in jail. When Congress does it, the Speaker of the House called it participating in a free market economy. And (laughs) unfortunately, we have far too many members of Congress in both parties who are actively engaging in trading. They are doing it based on information that they're getting in closed-door sessions. They are making rules and regulations that impact individual companies. And then they're going out and trading. We're not talking about just investing in mutual funds or the market. They're actually trading in specific stocks. They're trading or their spouses. In the case of Nancy Pelosi, it's always her spouse. It's never her. Uh, But their spouses are trading. There's a a huge huge veil there. Um, They're they're trading in things like uh, options and derivatives on securities. And there's a group called UnusualWhales.com that did a report. And there are, it looks like two dozen members of Congress that have beat the S&P 5 in 2021. So not only are they you know, making laws, but they're fantastic individual stock pickers as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, I saw that list and what is disturbing, and I haven't looked into the list. I don't know that organization you just quoted. But there is a lot of Republicans that are bigger whales than uh, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, for 2021, uh, yes, I think there are about Five names that beat uh, the Pelosi's return against the S&P 500. And this is a bipartisan issue and a bipartisan problem. Uh, One that during the Obama administration, there was an act called the Stock Act that came out that was meant to curb this and require reporting requirements. Insider um, looked back and saw, I think it was over the last year or two, there were 52 members of Congress that didn't report accurately or on time. And so now we're starting to see, um, again, on both sides, in both the House and the Senate and in both sides of the aisle, bipartisan legislation being introduced to say you shouldn't be doing this. You know, you shouldn't be, it's a moral hazard. You shouldn't be enriching yourself. That's, you know, that's not what a, a member uh, of Congress is supposed to be doing, is enriching yourself at the expense of the public. It will be very interesting to see if some of these big wigs are willing to get behind it, because based on Pelosi's comments um, and her, her husband, her quote-unquote husband's return on investments, my guess is that's going to be a big no. Carol Roth, thank you so much. She is the author of The War on Small Business. I'd love to have you back next week, and, and we can talk about this off the air because you, uh, you may not want to do it. But I would, I would really like you to try to explain in a different way than I've been doing. People ask me, why would these giant corporations, why would BlackRock, why would all of these people who have benefited from the capitalist system be willing to do something like the Great Reset. It doesn't yeah. make sense to people. Um, it does when you understand it, but I would love for you to try to put that in your own words and explain that so maybe others can understand it because I, I might be missing it for some people. Would you be willing to do that? 
Uh, homework assignment accepted. And again, uh, I, I'm so excited about your book, The Great Reset, and just wanted to add my um, word in to go for everyone to go and buy it. Thank you so much, Carol. I appreciate it. God bless. Carol Roth. <clears throat> All right. So one of the things that you can do to uh, prepare is you really have to you don't want any surprises. You know, there are enough surprises in life. Then let's just talk about your car. Your car going down right now. If you have an older car, it's out of warranty. You might have in the past said, well, it's just time to get a new car. Well, that's really not an option for a lot of people because cars are A, not available, or B, marked way up. Getting a used car is also costing an arm and a leg for the first time. So what do you do? If your car goes into the shop, you need it repaired. You're going to pay a buttload because of a chip or whatever. You don't have the money and you don't have the wherewithal to be able to put up with this for very long. That's why I would really like you to get Car Shield. It's kind of an insurance thing. It's uh, payments are about, you know, they can be less than 100 bucks a month. And they will cover all of the really expensive things, including just, I want you just to think of this. If your car goes down, how much is the rental car going to cost you while your car is waiting for a part? It could be weeks. Do you know what that's going to cost you? Car Shield will take care of all of that. I want you to look at all of the different plans. You can get one to fit your own budget. But please take the surprise out of life, especially with cars without a warranty. It is Car Shield. I want you to call carshield.com. Right now you can go to carshield.com slash Beck. Make sure you go there. Check them out. Carshield.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck program. So, Stu, I haven't been keeping up with social media, I guess. Am I trending for my death? Is is that what's... Well, I wouldn't say you're trending for your death. You're still alive. They're, you're just trending for people wishing you to be dead. Um, oh. You know, they heard you had COVID, and I guess you you, yeah. you were on with Mark Levin. And, yeah. um, and he asked me, how are you doing? And I was coughing, and I said, that's going into my lungs, but I'm not real concerned about it. But it is kind of deep in my lungs right now, but I'm doing everything the doctors tell me to do, and... It's going to be fine. Well, people they, are rooting for me. Yeah, they were hoping that maybe it wasn't going to be fine. Uh, mm. <laughs> that was their big wish. So tons and tons of people uh, on the left, you know, the 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 uh, tolerant, the compassionate, ones. compassionate yeah. ones who want just health care mm. for all. That's what they want. Yeah. Unless, of course, yeah. you make any different decisions than they want. Then they want you to die in the side of the road. Uh, so that's yeah. what they're wishing for on you. And, you know, it was nice to... Uh, you know, to find some people that I agreed with on something, you know, it's, uh, you know. <laughs> um, but they're, uh, they are not happy with you. Uh, Glenn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, I think too bad. there is a, uh, there is someone who I think might be able to convince you to make better choices in the future. Yeah. Know? Who's that? Well, there's a, there's a musical number that was, uh, that happened okay. here in Dallas. And this is a song I want oh. you to listen to. And I want you to think about maybe if you'd make different choices that you wouldn't be. Is this from an artist or is this somebody? Uh, no. Well, maybe I think, yes, uh, he's certainly an artist, right. uh, but he is at a uh, public meeting. He's at a public meeting at like open mic uh, time and he's wearing scrubs. Oh Here's a song. Tonight, 
You're gonna get corona from Mona. Don't vaccinate. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. You gotta vaccinate in the Lone Star State. Vaccination is so great. Vaccinate me all day long. Vaccinate your dad and mom. Vaccinate my body. Vaccinate me at the party. I vaccine dream. I love the vaccine all day long. I want to vaccinate your mom. I want to stick get deep in your arm. Omar, where are you? I want to okay. vaccinate okay. 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 you. Okay. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I mean, so it, th- this guy might be on our side, mocking. It does seem that But then that again, way. Yeah. this is the kind of stuff that they are now hiring for the Stephen Colbert show. So, yes, I will say this is not that different than the terrible Stephen Colbert song that he threw on the air and everyone mocked him for. This mm-hmm. one, though, to me, the way he performs it does strike me as he's intentionally mocking the ridiculousness of the situation. Yeah, but it is local theater. I mean, sometimes these local <laughs> artists, you know, they, they take more risks, you know. They haven't been honed for the big stage yet. So right. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's just a big artist risk taker there. Uh, that's a real possibility. See, I wish they, uh, they should have just put this at the beginning. Instead of trying to do all these mandates, if people would have just heard that song, I think they just all would have gone the next day to the nearest clinic and and got mm-hmm. Pfizer or Moderna. I just think that would have worked at the beginning. They should have would tried have been it then. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been fantastic. Hey, here's some good news. We are well, this is this part's bad. We're going to go through a couple of more weeks of real hell. Um this thing is spreading so fast now. It's becoming an endemic, which means the pandemic is over. That's Fa- Fauci is even saying that it's uh, looks like it's headed towards an endemic. Um the European uh, health minister said yesterday it's endemic, which means there's no no way to stop it now everybody's going to get this thing its death rate is 91 percent reduced um this looks like the pattern of the 1918 spanish flu year three it just became a bad flu and uh and wasn't so scary anymore but we're still in a really dicey place take care of yourself uh and uh and look for treatments look for treatments if you get it don't just go home and take an aspirin and wait for them to take you to the hospital if it gets worse look for treatments they're there this is the glenn back program